Business is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. My name is Mickey Ald, and I'm a small town girl who dropped out of school, secured a hairdressing trade, and built a wildly successful brand from the ground up. It all happened off the back of one of the hardest periods of my life. I was down and out, had only a few hundred dollars to my name, and no idea of what I was doing. The main edit is going to be your go-to for all things business, scaling brands, and CEO mindset. Plus, I'll share the ins and outs of how I built a life and a brand that I love. If you want a little bit of extra guidance, head over to themainedit.com.au and you can grab every single template and policy that I've ever created for my hair salon. You can even join our annual membership, which includes a bunch of business and hair education, which will streamline and transform your dream business in no time. Welcome to The Main Edit. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the client journey and the client experience. I am such a firm believer that if you can create a really great consultation framework and then replicate that, do that consistently across every single one of your appointments, then you will absolutely have a client following that will break down the door in order to get an appointment with you. It's important to have this because once you crack it, I believe that you can then pass it onto your team and have them performing at a very high level sooner rather than later. In previous episodes, we have spoken about defining your brand, what it is that you love doing and finding your niche, your dream clients. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back because I think you need to start there in order to know what it is that you want to attract. Sometimes you won't want to niche down a whole lot and that is so fine. I feel like we hear again and again that you need to and you don't have to if you're a big believer and and lover of all things hair, whether that's color and cutting, that's great if you're an all-rounder, but I think you still can nut out a bit of what, you know, your overall vibe is, what your aesthetic is. You're always going to have a twist on how you do hair. The number one thing to think about is what it is that you embody, how you show up for your clients, and are you walking the walk? So do you look like someone that you would want to attract? Are you wearing you know, great clothes? Are you presentable? What language are you using? Are you really positioning yourself as a master in your field? And what energy are you giving out when your client is sitting in that seat? I think that some people just have a way with others and they are the people that really excel in this industry because we are a service-based industry. We are giving up our time, our energy and our expertise to others. And I think that you really need to embody everything that your brand is about. If you're an employee, It doesn't matter if you're working in a hair salon, there will be reasons that people come to you. And so I really want you to get crystal clear on why it is that people are coming into you or why you want them to come into you. And then, sorry, come to you. And I want you to put a great deal of effort into how you show up personally for your clients. Do you look great? Um, Are you using great language? As in, are you using terminology that your client base really respond to that makes them excited? How inspiring are you as an artist? And if you're a leader of a team, I would ask you that question again. How inspiring are you as a leader? Because if you are going to lead by example, which I do think is so important, then you really need to check yourself and check how you're showing up, what energy you're bringing to the team, how you're dressed, how you know 
you keep motivated because all of that is so important. When things have gone like a little bit awry for me in my team environment, I always just, you know, I always go back to thinking I am actually the problem and I and I am actually the solution. So I really do try to check myself in that. We are all human and, you know, being a salon owner means that you wear a lot of hats and you have a lot going on, but you do need to constantly just go back to basics, check yourself and then, you know, go home, take a deep breath. Next day when you show up in the salon, make sure that you're giving your team and your clients 100% because as soon as your team start to see the effects um, of, you know, that, that kind of has on you retaining your clients and charging, you know, high, um, high amounts for your services that is going to trickle down to your team definitely has a ripple on effect. So when people first come into your salon, first impressions are everything. How are they greeted at the salon, um, at the reception desk? How are they seated? Are they offered a drink? What music is playing? What does the space look like? Everything matters here. Post COVID, and I mean, it was even pre COVID, but I feel like especially post COVID, people are more careful where they're putting their money and they really want a fabulous experience. It's not so much just about the outcome of, you know, their hair. They want an incredible experience from the beginning to the end. So all of the little things matter when it comes to first impressions. So I really want you to think about that and build up a framework on how you want your clients to be greeted and how they are brought through into your salon. When you sit down with someone for the consultation, it's so important that you are at a at the same level as them physically. So you should be seated beside them and when someone first sits in your chair, I think it's an opportunity for you to just get as much information as possible. You should never say to your guest, what are we doing with your hair today? Or you're booked in for a half head of highlights. That's what we're doing today. Um, I think a great question to ask is tell me about your hair because it will open up a whole lot of conversations. People will, you know, might not mean know what you mean exactly by that, but you should say, well, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What is it that you want to change today? Can you tell me a bit about your hair history? Um, what are some looks that you're really loving at the moment? Where do you want to take your hairstyle? The first quarter of the consultation, which, you know, is only really what, two and a half minutes, but the first quarter of the consultation should be them telling you about their hair history. Once they've done this, you can then dive into um, visuals. So I would ask people for a vis visual representation of what it is that they're after. And if they are a little bit stuck with this, then you kind of lead that with what you've kind of gathered from what they've told you. So if someone came into my salon and sat in my chair and they were like, I want to go like a lived in color, I want to be um, a deeper blonde up top, I want to be really golden, I want it to feel really natural. In my mind, I will think of a color that I have done ideally and I will look at that as a reference. Alternatively, I will pull a reference from someone whose work I really admire or if there has been a color you know, posted on Instagram and I really want to replicate someone's gloss or formula um, or use that as a source of inspiration, I will pull that image. 
It is so important when you are looking at images to always zoom into the areas, especially if someone has shown you a photo. I mean, how many stylists out there are given a mood board on Pinterest and every single color is different? It happens so often and people will say, I don't want warm, but you know, half of them are warm or I don't like cool and half of them are cool and it's all different. It's up to us to kind of dissect it and see what it is that they're actually really drawn to. A lot of the time, I mean, yes, they're going to be drawn to certain styles and colors, hopefully, uh, but most of the time they will just be drawn to the photo and the hair itself. And so it is our job to dissect that, to be really specific and to have them understand and look at their own hair so that they know what is actually going to be achievable, achievable for them uh, with the hair that they have and, and their hair texture. So zooming into parts on the color can be a really great thing to do, saying, do you like the depth that you're seeing in here? Do you like the brightness that you're seeing through the ends? Do you like how soft that face frame is? Like it's not too bold in through there. Whatever it is that you see, go through, zoom in and really get them to pay attention to those areas. Because sometimes when things go a little bit awry, you know, it, it can all, it always comes back to the consultation process. There being a miscommunication. If you can cover, like the best thing you can do is cover yourself as much as you can, right? You're always going to have that very odd client, um, that changes their mind completely, or it was just very difficult to understand We've, you know, we've all kind of had that one experience where you've gone so deep with consultation, you've asked everything and then everything flips on its head and you're like, well, that's com the complete opposite of what we kind of spoke about. That does happen sometimes, but that is not the majority of appointments. So make sure you're being specific and covering yourself in the beginning. Okay. This is where it is so important for you to step into the role of, um, the professional you need to present as, you know, a master in your field. This is where I will go from being seated beside someone to standing up behind them so they can see me in the mirror. And I ask if it's okay if I go in and like look at their hair. So that's when I go in and I touch their hair. Then I let them know that that's happening. Um, you know, I will go through and just section it out just like quickly with my fingers so I can see what's going on. Um, and that's when I give my feedback. This is the moment that it's really important to discuss a hair journey with your guests. So you should not be leaving like rebookings up to your front of house or dealing with that as like, you know, the last thing that you do. This should be discussed now. So this is where you say today, I'm thinking we do this and this, whatever that is. And then in six weeks time, I'm going to get you back in. That's where we're going to um, stretch down. You know, we're going to do a root stretch or we're going to do a global gloss or basin balayage. You lead that conversation. It's also the time where you should be talking about, okay, what are you using at home? If they say supermarket shampoo, definitely don't want to shame anyone. You just want to educate. So saying, all right, so today I'm going to be using this product on you these are the reasons why generally as well when someone has done you know when you've allowed someone the space to talk about their hair history they'll say things like oh and it's just feeling really dull or it's just feeling really dry sometimes i wish i could get more volume so you need to remember those things those key words that they use and then communicate that key 
like those keywords back to them when you are solving their solution, solving their problems, sorry, solving their solution, solving their problems with their hair care routine that you're going to recommend. So if someone said, my hair always feels really dull, I'm going to say, okay, this is what I'm doing today. Say it's a lightning process. Um, and then in regards to care at home, I am going to be using this product on you today. So it might be like a brightening shampoo or something that's really cleansing, but you know, high in protein for blondes. So I will say that and I'll say it's going to prevent your hair from looking dull and it's going to keep it hydrated and glossy. It's going to prolong the life of your color. So you need to plant those seeds in the consultation process. After I have done all of this, I will ask people if they would like a quote estimate or a pre-quote. I never say quote because that kind of locks you in to a certain price point. Uh, our, with my pricing, I never really go too far beyond what it is that I have quoted. However, you do want to give yourself a little bit of wriggle room because how often have you had to like mix a little bit more color because someone has so much more hair than what you thought when you were initially going through doing all the things and having the consultation. Um, or maybe you need to do like, you know, a double application, or maybe you need to add on some base and balayage at my salon. We are currently looking into hair packages. So people will be charged per like by look, and then there'll be extra product charge and that will be added on at the end. So it's not going to be like a pick and choose a la carte kind of menu. It's literally going to be like, for this look, that look, you know, lived in balayage, um, shadow lights back to more of a lived in color, and it's going to be priced per look. That way uh, we have room to stretch out. So for some clients, we are going to have to, you know, do some base and balayage. It's going to be included in all the packages. Some clients, we may not do that, but it gives us wriggle room because we're always mixing a little bit more product or we're always, you know, extending the service a little bit. Um, so it is just going to allow a bit more room for that. However, I, as a key bit of advice, I would highly recommend using the language pre-quote or price estimate, quote estimate, whatever you want that to be. Whenever I go back to someone and give it to them, I say it will be around, you know, 650 or whatever it is. It'll be around this and then the quote, um, sorry, and then the deposit that you've paid online will come off that. I don't even I don't even remove the deposit for the quote estimate because I feel like they could miss that I have said estimate or pre-quote and latch on to that calculation and say, oh, it was, you know, Mickey said $525. So if I'm like, this is a quote estimate of, I can't remember what I said now, 650, and your deposit will come off of that, that you paid online, they might be like, oh, how much should I pay? I'll tell them and I'm like, cool. And then we, I go on and I mix up the color. It definitely gives me more room to move as I'm sure you would agree. After this, obviously I go through and I do their color and we do the styling. I don't talk about products again at the basin. Um, we only use the products that we recommend in the beginning. So if you've recommended I don't know, Kevin Murphy hydrating shampoo, make sure that your salon assistants, if you have them or emerging stylists are using hydrating shampoo so that they can feel it in their hair. Make sure when you bring an emerging stylist over to go and shampoo them, you can even say that in front of the guest, 
please make sure you use hydrate shampoo kevin murphy on donna today want to see how that feels um that again just plants another seed and then when you are styling the hair place those products that you have used in front of them and when you are using styling products let them know what it is that you're using and why you're using it and then you pop them down that's literally all you have to do in that space when you're wrapping up and you've shown them and they absolutely love their hair and what it is that you have done that's when you can say okay do you need anything for home what are you thinking do you want to grab shampoo and dish most of the time when i've spoken about home hair care in the consultation process, they'll usually say to me, oh yeah, I'll grab some of that today. Yes, I do need that. So I kind of already know that they're getting it, which is great. I love it when people respond like that. So I really try to set up my consultations in a way that I get that response. And then when I do finish as well, I say to them, okay, cool, beautiful, love it. Six weeks time, we're going to get you in for this. I walk with them up to front desk. I tell my front of house manager, when it is that they're rebooking for, I tell her what products it is that they need. And then I literally, literally, sorry, say to my client, um, thanks so much. Hope you have a great weekend, whatever it is that you're doing. And I'm going to see you in another six weeks. Jess is booking that in for you. You should never be getting to the front desk and out of the blue, cause it's kind of like cold calls, right? Saying, oh, so do you need any shampoo? They'd be like, um, no, like it's very salesy when it's handled like that. And it's the same as rebooking. You don't want to get up there and be like, so should we rebook for like eight weeks or something? Generally, if you do that, people will be like, oh, yeah, um, I actually don't know what I'm doing yet. Like maybe I'll, I don't know if I need to check my schedule or whatever. You need to leave the conversation and tell people when they're coming back in. Um, it's also important to just position yourself. Like, I think once you find what it is that you want to do, you embody who it is that you want to have in your salon chair. And that if you can always strive to become a master in what it is that you do, then you will just build your client base. You need to be consistent. Obviously is the other thing in here, consistency across all of your appointments. You will build your client base to a point where people know that if they don't book the appointment then and there, they're not going to get in with you. And you can even remind them, give them a gentle reminder of that. Don't be too savage, but um, you can say to them, I am really busy in the next couple of months. Let's rebook it. And if you need to make any alterations of any kind, you can easily contact my front of house. Um, I find that it's just better to ensure that you get those rebookings in because that means that you're going to be covered in six weeks time. If I were to go back six years and start my business all over again, I would have perfected this for myself. And then when I scaled with an emerging stylist to help me stack, I would have taught them, brought them up and had, had them really, you know, work on like perfecting this for themselves. And I would have scaled that way. So it would have just become the norm. Um, it's, so important that your team understand why rebooking and retention and a holistic approach to hair is really important. It means that they are going to have clients in in six weeks time. So they are going to get a wage because if it's gappy, I mean, let's just face it. If you have heaps of holes in your business and you're losing customers, then you are not going to be able to offer people jobs. So 
it is so money has to come from somewhere right so it's so important that we are rebooking people that we are holding them that we are always maintaining a consistent and high standard of service and that we are really taking a holistic approach to our services by offering home hair care routines we want them to be absolutely raving about the hair and your salon experience and it shouldn't matter who your clients see that flow of service should always look the same if you're interested to know more about our frameworks and the ones that i use in my salon head over to the mainedit.com.au and you can subscribe to our mailing list i am building an epic online course for aspiring new and seasoned salon owners i'm going to be giving away every framework every system every policy i have ever created for my business if i can start a business from the ground up and scale it to be seven figures with an incredible team and an incredible name in honestly like five six years then you absolutely can do it too head over to themainedit.com.au, subscribe to our mailing list, and I will let you know when that course launches, but you'll also be treated to a bunch of monthly goodies. I'm always sending giveaways to our community. And if there's anything in particular that you want to hear on the podcast, reach out to me on Instagram at mickeyauld underscore hair. That link will be in the show notes. I'm always up for a chat. I love to hear from other people in the industry and I really want to serve you content that helps you grow and become the fucking best that you can be. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, keep working on your salon goals.